Glory to Jesus Christ. Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their histories, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is a story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith, courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the Light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by Eastern Christian Publications, where you can find the prayers of the Catholic Byzantine Daily Office at ecpubs.com and by easternchristianmedia.com, a broadband network for you to learn more about the Eastern Catholic Churches. That's easternchristianpublications.com. Glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome to Light of the East. I am Father Thomas Loya, your host. We are at the fourth Sunday of Lent, the fourth Sunday of the Great Fast, the flowering of repentance in the Byzantine liturgical calendar and according to the Gregorian calendar. And on this Sunday, we recognize a male ascetic, a male ascetic. Next Sunday, we'll recognize a female ascetic. An ascetic, of course, means people who pray and fast a lot, very deeply. They become very holy. Their prayer and their fasting is heroic. And that's why we put a man and a woman before our eyes in these two Sundays, this Sunday and next Sunday. Next Sunday will be St. Mary of Egypt, but we will also hear from her just before Sunday, and I'll get to that in a moment. But today is the Sunday of St. John Climacus. Climacus meaning climber, ladder of divine ascent was his famous writing. They use the word climber or Climacus in reference to him. He was a great monk centuries ago in the Eastern churches, and he developed in his writings the spiritual life in terms of different stages, like going up a ladder. That's why he wrote the book, The Ladder of Divine Ascent, the different stages of the spiritual life. You'll find this among the saints, the spiritual masters, and the mystical saints of the church, East and West. In many of their writings, they speak to us about spirituality in terms of stages. You know, we just don't get there all at once. We have to go in stages. And basically, you may be familiar with what is the perhaps well-known three-part stage that renunciation, illumination, and unitive union, those are the three basic stages of the spiritual life. In other words, we have to renounce our false selves, die to self. That, of course, is what Lent is about. That's why all the fasting, the prayer. Then that opens us up to becoming illumined with the light of Christ, with the truth, because we get all the debris out of the way, just like, a, like cleaning a windshield or a window. The light can come in easier now, and that then allows us to enter into the unitive stage, in other words, to be united mystically with Christ. That's the whole point of Lent. But there are actually many stages in between, and the spiritual master spoke of that, especially St. John Climacus. But now before we go any further with 
individuals who are holy and saintly that are put before us. I would like to acknowledge some other individuals which most likely are holy and saintly as well, (laughs) whether recognized as such by others, or maybe they will be in time by the church. They certainly are recognized by us here at Light of the East. Good friends who have written to us, very complimentary letters. One of those is from one of our friends in prison. His name is Corey, and he's from Amarillo, Texas, and he wrote a beautiful letter to me. And in that letter, he said that he apologized for not being able to do too much for me except pray for me, which is quite a bit. And he said, I will keep Light of the East, all the people working there, and your works to spread the truth in my daily prayers. It is all I have at this time. Lord willing, I will be able to help more abundantly in the future. Well, Corey, just listening to us, writing to us, and above all, praying for us is more than anyone could really want. So we really, really appreciate that. Thanks for writing to us. And again, what's wonderful about this media, it allows us to perform one of those acts of charity that we really ramp up during Lent, and that is one of those spiritual works of mercy, visit those in prison. So through the medium of radio, especially through EWTN, we're able to reach out and visit all those who are in prison. So I say hello to all of you. We're praying for you. We really appreciate your letters. Thank you again, Corey. also like to acknowledge some very nice letters from Pat Wagner, and she's from Utica, Illinois. Thanks so much, she says, for the Light of the East radio program. Through it, I have learned more than I ever thought possible about the Byzantine Rite, which has always been dear to my heart. So that's Pat Wagner from Utica, Illinois. Thank you, Pat, for your very, very kind letters. And we have a few other people that wrote to us. Vivian Freeland, thank you for your very kind letter, Vivian. Also, Abel Kavarubias. Uh, Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. It's a nice last name there, a real mouthful. Kavarubias, (laughs) with two R's. (laughs) Abel, thanks for your beautiful letter, too. And also, Bolislaw Baka. Bolislaw, thank you very much for your very, very nice letter. All of us here at Light of the East really appreciate hearing from our listeners. We especially appreciate the fact that you are listening at all to us. What could be more valuable than remembering us in prayer as we remember you? So some of our modern-day, I'll call them saints, (laughs) are considered saints here by us here at Light of the East. And now back to some of our Lenten saints, saints proclaimed by the church. One of them was John Climacus, who we celebrate today. As I mentioned, he wrote The Ladder of Divine Ascent, the rungs of progress in the spiritual life, like a ladder. But there's somebody else that we're going to look at this week, St. Andrew of Crete. Yes, it's that time again. This is the week of Lent in which, in the Byzantine tradition, we celebrate the great canon of St. Andrew of Crete. Now, we did this during the first week of Lent. We did it in stages where we broke it up throughout the week. But this week, this fifth week of Lent, on Thursday evening, we will do the St. Andrew of Crete, the great canon of St. Andrew of Crete, in its entirety. It'll take approximately three and a half to four hours, believe it or not. (laughs) Now, don't get scared. You don't have to stay for the whole thing. You certainly are welcome to. I do, and others do as well. But you can stay for as much of it as you are able, because one of the demanding aspects of it is the prostrations. We will do many, many prostrations where we use our entire body as an instrument of repentance. And what we do is we chant a verse, which is a reference to places in the Bible, in fact, the entire Bible, the entire Bible, will walk through it liturgically. It's a brilliant service, a real gem of the Byzantine church. We'll walk through that service and we'll chant verses that refer to areas in the Bible that have to do with sin, the fall, repentance, and redemption, and forgiveness. 
and repentance. This is in what we call the great can of St. Andrew of Crete. And I'll just give a couple examples here. For instance, we sing this. O miserable and wicked soul, imitate the righteous and pure mind of Joseph, and do not live in wantonness, sinfully indulging in disordered desires. Now that's a reference that comes from Genesis 39. Here's another reference. You have heard, wretched soul, of the midwives who once killed in its infancy the manly actions of self-control, like great Moses, then be suckled on wisdom. That is Exodus chapter 1. Here's one that might not be all that familiar to you. Aaron offered to God fire that was blameless and undefiled, but Hophni and Phinehas brought to him, as you have done, my soul, strange fire and a polluted life. And that comes from Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 to 40. These are names that we don't often hear, Hophni and Phinehas. And that's part of the beauty, the gem-like quality of this service. It walks us through the Scripture. It familiarizes us with Scripture that we ordinarily wouldn't be maybe quite as familiar with, many different kinds of names and events. But they all have to do with some kind of sin, repentance, redemption. And it goes into the New Testament, too. It actually follows chronologically, really, through the Bible. It starts in Genesis and goes all the way through into the New Testament. So that's the great canon of St. Andrew of Crete. And if you're in my area of Annunciation Parish, which is in Homer Glen, Illinois, on Wilcook Road, you can attend this great gem, St. Andrew of Crete. We start at 7 o'clock at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen on Wilcook Road. We begin at 7 o'clock. Now, part of the service involves also the reading of the very dramatic, highly dramatic, amazing story of St. Mary of Egypt and her encounter with the priest Sophronius. It's a very, very moving story. Lots of passion, lots of drama, lots of very, very sophisticated dialogue in spiritual meditation. It's about a true story of Semir of Egypt, and we're going to hear more about her next Sunday in the Byzantine Church. But we certainly hear a lot of her in the St. Andrew of Crete canon because we stop during the canon and we read her story in its entirety. Basically, it's about a female sinner who became a female monk, an ascetic, a great saint, and the encounter that a priest had with her in the desert. An amazing story. So come and hear that, along with doing the prostrations and really immersing yourself walking through the scriptures. That's Thursday, March 10th, 7 o'clock, at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church at 7 p.m., the great canon of St. Andrew of Crete. As we finish out this first part of Light of the East, and I thank you for listening, let's listen to some of the great canon of St. Andrew of Crete. I'm Father Thomas Loyal on Light of the East.
As a married couple, how would you like to give each other the gift of love itself? Then this is for you. Hello, I'm Father Thomas J. Loya, and I am inviting husbands and wives to join me and the team of the Tabor Life Institute at St. Basil's Parish in Sterling Heights, Michigan on Saturday, April 30th for Embracing the Mystery, a day of recollection for married couples. Our presentation weds together the sacramental liturgical worldview of Byzantine spirituality and St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body to rediscover the why of marriage so as to know the how of a happy sacramental marriage. We will also integrate what goes on in church with what should go on in our homes. For information and to register, visit TaborLife.org. That's TaborLife.org. Or call 708-645-0762. 708-645-0762. For Embracing the Mystery, a day of recollection for married couples. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. You are listening to the Choirs of Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church under the direction of Timothy Woods in Homer Glen, Illinois. This is the music you hear on Light of the East and is sung during the Sacred Liturgy at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish. Order online at byzantinecatholic.com. All we ask is a donation of $15 or more, which includes shipping and handling, to Annunciation Parish for each Theosis CD. Send a check made out to Annunciation Parish at 14610 Wilcook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. And may God grant you... Welcome back to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Lawyer, your host. We're talking about great people, great saints, relative to this great time of Lent. We put before us these people, like St. John Climacus today, and in a few days, St. Andrew of Creed, because they are examples to us. They're supposed to encourage us, models for us of the ascetical life, to keep us moving through our own personal asceticism during Lent, as we purify ourselves to be open to a union with the Bridegroom Christ on Pascha. But speaking of people in the past and also today, as a Byzantine Catholic priest, I'm an Eastern priest, but I am in union, of course, with the Pope of Rome. So he is our patriarch. We honor him, just as do Latin Rite Catholics. And I'm going to digress just for a little bit here on Light of the East, because as a Catholic priest, I believe I owe this to you, to the Pope, to the integrity of the Church. I'm just going to touch on this briefly because it's been talked about a lot, but I will do what I believe is my duty in this regard. I'm referring to what happened this last couple weeks, the interview that the Pope did on the airplane when he was heading back to Rome from Mexico, when the reporters asked him questions. And many of the questions they asked him never really got out there very much in the media at all. And there were some very salient questions, in addition to the one I'm going to refer to here, of course, the famous question about Donald Trump. And I just want to be clear here as a Catholic priest, in particular a Byzantine Catholic priest, that in fact, the reporter who asked the question to the Pope about Donald Trump and his immigration policy was in fact trying to set the Pope up. It was clear because I do have the actual text of what the reporter actually asked the Pope and what the Pope actually said in response. 
And the reporter, in fact, he ended his question by saying, in relation to Donald Trump, and he's asking the Pope this, what do you think of these accusations, meaning against the Pope, and if a North American Catholic can vote for a person like this, meaning Donald Trump? Now, what this reporter is trying to do is to get the Pope to say something, to do something that I as a pastor, and we in the Catholic Church in America, cannot do. Otherwise, we get into a lot of legal trouble. We certainly could lose our tax-exempt status as a whole church. And that is, we can never say, especially from the pulpit, who someone can vote for and not vote for. That is, we cannot be an advocate for politicians as a church. Now, we can speak about different principles to help enlighten and inform the consciences of voters, and we must and do that, especially for our people. But we can never say who to vote for or who not to vote for specifically. And this is what the reporter is trying to goad the Pope into doing. But I'm going to read to you what the Pope actually said in response. Thank God he said, I am a politician, because he was accused of that by Trump. Because Aristotle defined the human person as an animal politicus, in other words, a political animal. At least, I am a human person, said the Pope. That was pretty clever. As to whether I am a pawn, well, maybe. I don't know. I'll leave that up to your judgment and that of the people. And then, a person who thinks only about building walls, wherever they may be, and not building bridges, is not a Christian. This is not the gospel. As far as what you said about whether I would advise to vote or not to vote, I am not going to get involved in that. I say only that this man is not Christian if he has said these things like that. We must see if he said these things in that way. And in this, I give the benefit of the doubt. Now, I doubt that any of you heard those words of the Pope. And notice which words I emphasize that he said, if, if this is true. And he never mentioned Trump's name. He just said that man, he was speaking really generically, speaking about a basic principle, which is true. Christians don't build walls. And this has nothing to do with the specific issue of immigration as a political policy in America. The Pope is speaking just generically about Christian spirituality. So he walked a fine line there. He didn't fall entirely into the trap. He got maybe one toe in it, but fortunately he didn't fall entirely into it. But I just wanted you to know, and I believe it's my duty as a priest, a Byzantine Catholic priest, faithful to the Pope of Rome, to the Catholic faith and the magisterium, I just wanted you to hear it yourself from me here at Light of the East, what the Pope actually said. He did not say what the media said in response to Donald Trump's statements. A lot of this has been healed now by this time, if you're, you're hearing my own explanation, but I want to go on record in conscience, and I believe I owe it to you, to the Pope, to the Church, the integrity of the Church, East and West. It's always good, especially with Pope Francis, to really find out what he really, really said and what he really, really means by what he said. Remember, he does not speak in English as his first language. Even Italian is not his first language, although he knows it well. Spanish is. So we always have to take everything in context and be very, very careful about the accuracy and the meaning of words. And remember, by the time the Pope says anything, it filters down to us and goes through several filters, some of which are several languages before it gets to our ears and then presented to us by the media. So we must always be very vigilant. In fact, vigilance is one of the things that we pray for in our liturgy. I'm going to conclude our program today by treating you to the sounds once again 
of the great canon of St. Andrew of Crete. Thanks for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East.
Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the light of the East. To learn more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue Light of the East with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount will be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. Or donate online on the homepage of ByzantineCatholic.com. From the Light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God grant you many happy years. Oh.